and what do you call it? Uh, the only other thing I even know about Kwanzaa is that in the future there is a Kwanzaa bot. And that, he is yeah, exactly. by, by Coolio. <laughs> Wait, I didn't in, know that was the voice of Coolio. That's that's Coolio. Not only that, when Coolio came in to record Kwanzaa bot, he was like, "I've got a bunch of other voices. If you ever want me to do anything else." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was this for like Futurama or something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you get they then did bring him back loads more times. I think he was probably disappointed they didn't get him to do all his feet. Like he wanted to be like a voice. It's like, we're booking you because you sound like Coolio. Okay. We want you to sound <laughs> yeah, like you. Yeah, yeah. It's the Coolio of it all that's really got you in here. Hello? I've got a bunch of other voices. Like, <laughs> I've got a bunch of other voices as well. Like I've really, I've just been sitting on these for years and no one's asked. <laughs> I I everything you. I hear about Coolio makes me think that he, that that name is not an exaggeration. Yeah, yeah. I just want to hang with Coolio. Has, he seems so has Coolio cool. had any horrible controversies? Can I enjoy not Coolio's work on on? Uh, I've not heard of one. Unabashedly love Coolio. Yeah, I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any caveat. There's no asterisks on Coolio's name. No. I'm like, like when he recorded the theme song for Keenan and Cal, like ah. that wasn't that far away from him being like a legitimate, like rap person who people cared about and he was like yeah i'll do the i'll do the yeah i mean i'll do the key and the cow song yeah obviously there's a man who chose who chose to have the best imaginable time with the, yeah. with the life that he had you know yeah see but prior to that he had been spending most of his life um living in a gangster's, in the paradise. gangster's paradise yeah now yeah. okay when opportunity here we comes go. a knock and you don't uh, you don't look through the keyhole you know so accessory so he's had legal issues that, okay. that much is clear 1998 uh somewhere near stuttgart convicted mm -hmm. him uh of accessory to robbery and causing bodily injury which okay. yeah not okay. cool but like right. i think it's not it's a lot, like, it's a lot more oh than coolie yeah like, well, yeah I know people, uh, well i know people in my life who i hang out with who've done worse than that so like, yeah 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 exactly exactly like he hasn't yeah he's caused bodily injury he hasn't like murdered you know it's yeah and that was assistant too um and then yeah assistant accessory to exactly like he was just hanging out looking cool and um, he then did some firearms charges but like again of the thing. In America, what does that even mean? In America, what does that even mean? It means owning a gun while not buying. That's basically Definitely. what that means, right? Most of the yeah, time yeah. When, it's when it's just firearearms, oh, it's like you're going to charge him with being successful while black? That's on you. Yeah, yes. that's it. That's, that's on exactly you. What that bullshit? Was it DMX who they put in jail for like, because um, he was, I mean, okay, he did a bunch of stuff before that, but the thing that got him sent to jail, got his like uh, license revoked or whatever, was uh, he was wearing body armor. And you're not under the conditions of whatever license he was out on allowed to have an offensive weapon. And for some reason, body armor counts as Oh, that. fuck's sake. Oh, like, that's it, ridiculous. I don't, I don't know that much about how DMX lives his life, but I know X on, in the past has given it to some people. All right. He certainly, <laughs> but he warned them it. beforehand. So if you're going to say to DMX, okay, you can't have a gun, but, you know, okay, you but like, I can vest up, right? Yourself. I'm maybe mixing up DMX and ODB. Actually, DMX may have gone to jail for impersonating a policeman and pulling a gun on somebody. That <laughs> does feel, I don't that think does DMX feel very, was all that innocent. Yeah, that feels, feels more like more threat, like yeah. X would do that. Yeah, yeah, I it's think gonna give I, you a look at his badge. Yeah, I think I think he impersonated a policeman. I'm fairly sure it was ODB that was the body armor guy. Um, so uh, I. 
and they're both no longer with us as far as i understand so yeah those candles burned very hot did you i assume you've yeah. heard about the um Exit, giving it show. to the angels now, you know. <laughs> he's he's saying to St. Peter, move, bitch, get out the way. <laughs> <Get> out the <laughs> way. <laughs> oh, sorry, X, I didn't realize you were here yet to uh, give it to us. <laughs> Which is unusual because you did say that you were gonna. <laughs> I'm just surprised that it's happening now, not that it's happening at all. Oh, yeah, I mean, it was... Did we all hear about, just speaking of those those two wonderful rappers, the uh, the TV show? Uh, that ODB almost had. No. So there was a concept for a TV show called Handcuffed to Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the premise was, and, and, and stick with me now, <laughs> you take a normal white suburban kid and you handcuff him to Mike Tyson for 48 hours. I've, like, the fact that that wasn't made is a fucking hate crime well what you know the what? hell you know what? what well mike tyson was like uh no but you know what you know who said yes old dirty bastard <laughs> handcuffed old dirty bastard uh, and, they, and they made a single episode yeah it was just the day he was brought to jail it was that one place <laughs> <laughs> and they just took this kid uh handcuffed him to odb and then just they hung out handcuffed together for like two days and no one has seen the episode because apparently too many felonies were committed on camera <laughs> that so they figured MTV cool. would be liable for endangering the kid. But you didn't want it to be zero. You want to have some grit to the area, if you know what I mean. Exactly. Stony yeah. Matter has really become gentrified. If only you've had some of its old grit back, shut up. <laughs> shut up, Anthony. If it had one ounce of grit back, you'd be gone. You'd be gone. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I don't see you moving to Thomas Street. Yeah. Now, now, Mike Tyson, I bet 95% chance if you hung out with him, it would be gas and you'd have a great time and some wonderful stories. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be handcuffed to him because what about the 5%? I mean, yeah. What about the 5%? Yeah. I think, like, 5%. yeah, he seems all well and jolly when he's playing himself in the hangover. Uh, yeah. However, I have a feeling <laughs> that the real Mike Tyson may not be as gregarious. Uh, well, this, uh, Mike Tyson I think, I think 2022 Mike Tyson I'd 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 i get hand up to that Mike Tyson this was this was not 2022 Mike Tyson they had the idea about this was he's about to get a face tattoo Mike Tyson oh, <laughs> okay. right. then you definitely then it's that's not only unsafe that's also probably harmful to, I to would, everyone yeah, involved to yeah. everyone yes. I would also I would also say if I was handcuffed to Mike Tyson and Mike Tyson wanted to start a fight with someone, me being handcuffed to him probably wouldn't impact his punching ability as much as I would like to think. Yeah. <laughs> I think my hand is going along for the ride. I don't have the weight or strength to impact it in maybe a percentage that, a percentage that has two numbers in it, you know? Yeah, but still, you know, um, that would be really, could be the hardest punch you ever threw. If you think about it, it could be, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Easiest yeah. wrist break I ever had. I feel like even 2022, though, Mike Tyson, if you were to go handcuffed to him, it'd be like one of those, um, like a tiger or something that's been in captivity for years and it's tame and there's all people with their pictures taken with it and everything, and then bam, bites off a kid's arm, you know? Yeah, you're no gonna one. get sick, you're gonna get sick, reading Royd. Yeah, and nobody, mm. nobody looking back is gonna go. Well, I can't believe that happened. They're gonna go. Yeah, tiger bit your arm off because you were near a tiger. You know, remember that? Yeah, tiger, yeah, 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 yeah. Tiger's gonna tiger at some point. 
that's what's going to happen. Oh, we, well, we all have our beers. We might as well start the show. And there is, well, it may have started already. Oh, we're deep. We're deep into it. You know, we got to be finished. Oh, we're deep in the paint. Yeah. What it'll probably turn out is, yeah, sometimes I want to cut out the first bit, but when I'm editing it, it is just so good and much easier to leave in. So I leave it in, you know? (laughs) Yeah. The the easiness is good. Yeah. Yeah. How good it is, is easy. Wait, no, wait, the other way around. Uh, Both. I think both work. Both work. From our dusty cellars, living rent free in your heads and my parents' house, it's the fine <laughs> 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 Joining us this week, as always, a man whose greatest sporting achievement was sporting a new haircut to his debs. It's Jack Toner. Yay, I did. I think that might have been the first time I tied it all the way back. And what an achievement oh, it was. I didn't mean to denigrate all your other sporting achievements, Jack. That was just the greatest one. <laughs> Thank you. A man who once offered me a million dollars to spend one night with my wife. I said, make it two and I'll spend the whole week with her. <laughs> it's Gavin Carberry. <laughs> Very good. That must, there, that must be. Oh, that no, must already no, be a joke. There's no bad. way it isn't. I didn't even Google it because I was like, it's going to be and I don't want to deliver it like as if I didn't write it. And if I know, I yeah. won't be able to. <laughs> yeah. So right now, I'm living in plausible deniability that on might, that joke. That and the cat be, in the box. At the it, moment. It, yeah, it's it's so on the nose of a joke that should have been done in the club scene of like the late seventies, early eighties. Yeah. Oh, uh, like so there are, there are two Thomas Crown affair. No, wait, not the Thomas Crown affair. It's an indecent <laughs> proposal. <laughs> I always get confused between an indecent proposal and the Thomas Crown affair because the most indecent proposal of all is. Hey, do you want to go watch the Thomas Crown Affair? <laughs> <laughs> and he offered me one million dollars to remake the Thomas Crown Affair with Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. We're back with more from Jack and the Lads. Hello, <laughs> flush. Aruga. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lads! I went to a gig last week. Um. Has anyone heard of the band 100 Gex? Yeah, I have. I was very interested in going, but went to another show, which I believe is also going to be on the agenda here. Yeah, well, how was 100 Gex? How was 100 Gex was great, but it was very much so. The band 100 Gex, I described them as like, if you were to take two, 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 two kids, let them only listen to Skrillex and Fallout Boy, um, give them a computer from the late 90s and teach them English by reading memes... You'll end up with 100 Gex. Yeah. And they're kind of really, really fun, but also the dumbest band I've ever seen. Yeah. They're supposed to be absolutely amazing live. I unironically love their music, despite the fact that, like, I I would say 99.9% of people who listen to it would say, what is this fucking trash? Yeah, I um, yes, one hundred percent. I like list, playing their playing their songs like songs. People are like, I, people are like, oh, my ears are bleeding, and I'm like, that is terrible. Play more. Mm, yeah, <laughs> like this disgusts me, and I would like. Oh, it's weird. Album. So hang on, you were at a Bloodhound Gang concert, and you didn't. <laughs> <play> <laughs> that's exact <laughs> fucking hell. That's exactly what it is. It's the Bloodhound Gang for Gen Z. That's yeah. exactly oh, what it is. Yeah, that's a description. Wow. No one, it makes sense to no one else, but maybe there's some blurring around the edges. We'll stand the test of time, but only for those people. <laughs> and I do remember, recall making a point that like the Bloodhound Gang couldn't come along now just because like Bill Clinton had to be president for them to come along at the time that they did. 
But yeah. then I'm also reminded that like, well, the quote I always remember is one that makes me sound like I'm calling people Nazis, but I'm not, which is that fascism isn't going to goose step twice. So it's yeah. like the same thing can happen, but it's not going to be the same thing. I think you it's might- It's not going to look it. like it looked. Yeah. yeah. But it'll have the same like reasons for being, you know? Um, yeah. Manus, I'll it's- send you a link or two to their music and I would love to know what you think of it. This will be the I first... know exactly. I know exactly what Manus thinks of it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been you wrong on that. You don't need to send it to Manus. I can tell you. All right, guys, what does Manus think about 100? Manus thinks it's total fucking horseshit. <laughs> <laughs> and, and which song would you send them? Which, like, you can send them fucking any songs, like Money Machine or like do, yeah, 745 or like. <laughs> Me, I me, haven't me, listened me, to me, 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 me is good because it's just like a bit like thrash metal. Um, but I haven't like... liked any new music since Hooray for Boobies came out, so I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, okay, we'll add it to the Sorry, uh, the reason that came into my head was because the gig was phenomenal. Um, mm. I would say we were the oldest people there by who did not bring a child uh, mm. by, by, by a good few years. Uh, is in the Olympia sold out so like a good sample size very diverse crowd of that age bracket but it was also like the in, the bits in between songs was like it was like the the girl talking and then the guy just at his MacBook playing morning radio noises <laughs> <laughs> like bong well hang on Gavin are you sure I won't like this I mean <laughs> yeah yeah it's... actually I think I would like to uh, to hedge my bets here and say that Manus may in fact like this no, Manus, uh, Manus will like the the inter song banter, uh, but the <laughs> the actual well, music. We can confirm I would that say, next week when I've had a chance. Yeah, I'll send a few. I'll send. We'll out a confirm few it links. next week, uh, and we'll um, hyper. I think you figured this out as well, Gavin. As well, when Jack was like, "Manus, you'll particularly like Lizzo." When I say <laughs> Lizzo, I, I don't think we meet the same person here. <laughs> It wasn't that, like, um, hey, man, this might like this. It was like, you'll particularly like this. Well, I was describing def- it. It's this, it's this type of music. It's called, like, Thumpy Bounce, and it has, like... <laughs> uh, you know... Uh, I would say... Gavin like, picked it out straight away. He said no. You yeah. You're pro- <laughs> you, like, I, was, I would say, okay, right. I went in harsh with that, and I do think you'll hate this. But I would say you're probably more likely to like 100 Gex than... Then someone like Megan Thee Stallion or something like that. Just because I think 100 Gex, as well as being kind of poppy and like an exaggerated version of that, also has a little bit of sort of fucking Nine Inch Nails like harshness to it or something, okay, you know? Like, that, yeah. yeah, it's 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 like, yeah, the distortion and the effects are kind of almost tough listening. Yeah, but I I, I think they're they're great. yeah I think and I think Nine Inch Nails are very, are very like that where it's like. You can enjoy the music, but it's like really you, are, you do have to listen around an awful lot of stuff. That's <laughs> yeah. Like, uh-huh. yeah. Uh, I was about to use the you used use the phrase per se disgusting. And it takes me to something I was thinking today as I was running around the park and I ran by a guy on a bench. Like I was a good distance away from him. And he was I smelled something that I've been smelling a lot recently. There is a new cologne or aftershave out there that has become very popular with young men. And it is per se horrible, which is to say it's not it's not just because they're wearing too much of it. It's, you know, it's not just because it's like what does per se mean uh, on its own without any other qualifiers. So like a lot of the time when you hear like say something like links, it's disgusting. 
it's not really. If you'd actually got a, a sensible swab of Lynx Africa or something and smelled it, you would go, that's a, that's nice. Uh, but the problem is that with, with context, which is that some teenager has put on way too much and or used it instead of a shower, so it's mixed with BO, then Lynx is disgusting. There is this one that is just, it's so, I, and I'm, I'm just putting it out there to any... Uh, any cologne connoisseur who may be listening to us and given the amount of fat neckbeard virgins we have listening to us that's probably not very many uh, <laughs> but any cologne connoisseur might be able to tell me what this newly incredibly popular so smelling it all over the place um male scent is and it, it's just disgusting it just catches in the throat i yeah i would say i i, I couldn't even hazard a guess because i am served ads for cologne i don't wear cologne I'll, I'll be honest. Okay, and we're going to get around to this. Almost over 350 episodes in. Is it 350 episodes? Well, about that, yeah. It's, it's around that. Getting close, yeah. I, yeah, I don't wear cologne. And up until very recently, and including today, I think the deodorant's a bit unnecessary. There, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> now, Gav, I will out myself here also. I would say I am an inconsistent deodorant user. Very inconsistent, very inconsistent. but I, I am a Jack, very consistent and thorough showerer. Yeah, yeah. I would say, Jack, you don't have a particular pong, and I would hope the same is true of myself. Now, I would yeah. say that deodorant is needed for for people who, for whatever reason, sweat, etc., are malodorous in that department. Sure, but does everyone need deodorant? Almost certainly not. Text in to find out. No, it's you're right. It's almost certain that they don't. And I do, yeah. out of sheer habit, give a little spritz after I've had a shower. Um, I suspect, but again, I shower every day, so I suspect it probably doesn't get too bad under there. Hmm. Even if I didn't wear it, there's almost no. The only the only argument I suppose is because there's no way we smell bad enough if we wash regularly enough. Just yeah. I guess the, the advent of a lot of clothes may mean that, like, we just, I don't know, like, artificial fabrics and stuff that maybe, I don't know, does that... Yeah, yeah, that don't breathe as much and maybe kind of retain your body heat, potentially. I'm yeah. kind of, like, I do, I do, like, definitely there are, there are people out there, and it's probably, like, a good number of people out there who need it, but I have always been of the opinion that deodorants for special occasions um and um oh it's, I, da it's date night we're trying to it's date night deodorant yeah. time but i was reading um patrick radenkeep's most recent book uh empire of pain about the sacklers and oxycontin and oh, one of God. arthur sacklers the patriarch the patriarch of the family's big things he was a marketer at heart uh and he just happened to be in the pharmaceutical business and one of his big breaks initially was convincing people that Valium wasn't just for people with depression or anxiety. It was for the housewife to deal with the everyday anxieties of just living life in America. Mm. And that's how I feel about deodorant. It's like, <laughs> do we all fucking need it? Or is it like, no, you need it if you fucking smell. Yeah. And like, stop trying to sell it to me, Lynx, you know? <laughs> no, there's almost, there's, almost no, there's almost no way that, that we all need it. Maybe if you... Like, if you know that, like, even though you shower first thing in the morning, you're about to go work a 12, 12 hour shift in the boiler room, then and mm. you're going to be in close contact with people. Maybe it'd be nice if you all had some deodorant on there. But, like, yeah. like, I don't, I haven't used shampoo since in like 15 months. 
I'm looking yeah, I'm luscious and lovely my hair is. You know? That is luscious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did a similar experiment while I was on holidays. Do I need shampoo? Mm, not that much. You no. said experiment. Did you stop and did you start again? I kind of stopped. Yeah. And then I started again. But it was it was just kind of to test the waters of man of the theory. And I think I went about like a week and a half, maybe. Mm, it's not enough time. Without shampoo. And like was grand. Yeah. You yeah. know, maybe like a slight bit of greasiness, but like totally fine. And the fact is, even that goes away. That's the, that's the, unless you have, I guess just probably some people who overly produce um, their skin, like produces to an ex, to a pathological extent, something greasy, but most people don't. Yeah. 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 So, no, but I'm, I'm, I'm easing off the shampoo. I think I might shampoo once a week or something like that. So it, do you, do we think that there's this like very quiet, is this a silent majority of people who are just like, I don't use all of the bathroom products that are recommended. <laughs> I mean, I don't use toilet paper or a bidet. So, yeah. <laughs> but, your hand wash, but your hand wash game has become next level. You need to, by necessity. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can poo under your absolutely. fingernail one time. I will <laughs> say, I've recently, I've recently experimented with and will be sticking with a wet wipe option. A pre-wet wipe or a temporary wet wipe? I'm still, I'm, I don't know what temporary means. A temporary wet wipe is you just wrap a bunch of toilet roll around your hand, dip it into the toilet bowl. <laughs> and wipe it oh yeah, like the people of Tipperary do. <laughs> yeah, like they're well known to do. <laughs> yes, that, that's the one that I do. No, I do, I actually do a Longford wet wipe, which is before I start my shit, I pee on a load of paper and then I just yeah. have that ready to go for when I need it. Yeah. Along for Tuesday, as they call it. Along for <laughs> Tuesday. Come in here now, we're peeing on the toilet roll for Tuesday. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you're using like wet wipes, like baby wipes. Yeah. I mean, it makes more sense. It makes more fucking sense than just like, obviously, I think we've talked about this five times on the podcast, but like, yeah. we should all be using butt guns. We should all be using bidets. We should all be using some sort of moisture to like, clean that area because the idea that tissue is going to do the job is a fucking fantasy <laughs> you're living, you're in, living a, in a fucking fairy dream. you're living in a goddamn dream world and you gavin stink. brought it up first he's like if you've got the poo in your hand you don't just what if you and look at it, it happens you don't dry you wipe poo in your hand you don't just wipe. wipe it off and then go about your day yeah, yeah. <laughs> why would you treat your booty hole the same way you can't um, so I think, yeah, like there's a lot of like there's just a lot. Just, I'm sensing a theme here. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that maybe everyone thinks everyone does that no one really does. Hmm. And like, you know, get the basics right. Shower. Yeah. Yep. Use soap. Brush your teeth. Those are the basics, and everything think, on top of that. It. And everything on top of that is, you know an adornment unless you need it you know if you have hair that gets particularly greasy shampoo that shit out if you are in any way malodorous because of sweat get some do in there you know if ronnie you... james ronnie... <laughs> ronnie james i don't know who that is ronnie, ronnie james, james ronnie james dio ronnie james dio sorry holy diver <laughs> yeah this is the final countdown Looking for sponsorship from Nivea. Um, uh, no, no, we a, are we. Are we must, we're probably one of the only podcast. We're only only non-anarchist podcast in the world who's like 
actively turn down money a couple of times. <laughs> we, we can't turn around now and be like, we really need the sponsorship now. Yeah, yeah, come on, Manscaped. <laughs> We've been trying to build an audience just for you all these years. <laughs> so one of the times it was like, that's not enough money. I'm like, that sounds stupid, but it, I think I maintain that was a good argument because it's like, that's only enough to fight over. That's not enough to help. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That is fair. Um, but I, th- I think I was also with the idea of like, but the listenership will keep growing and eventually it will be enough money. <laughs> <But> like... <laughs> um, the, I, Jack, the same night as 100 Gex, I was also at a show. Mm. I wanted to go to 100 Gex, but it sold out and I was like amazed, fair place. And then didn't bother to look on a, a second seller website because I had tickets to Riverdance. Oh, oh boy, let me tell you. <laughs> Everybody needs to see some fucking river dance. It is uh, that, fucking good. That's in the, it was in the Tree Arena, was it? It it was not. It was in the it was in the Gaiety Theater. Really? It's been in the yeah. Gaiety for ages, right? It's, that's the thing. It's like you could do the Tree Arena for like a night or two, or you could do the Gaiety for uh, like a month, you know? <laughs> <laughs> they made their choice. Um, and yeah, let me tell you something about Riverdance. It's fucking deadly. Yeah. I mean, it it makes Irish dancing sexy in a way that is both uncomfortable and enjoyable. The music <laughs> is great. A hair stood on the back of my neck. Made me proud to be Irish. I love Riverdance. It is also the gayest show I have <laughs> ever seen in my life. And man, I saw a few weeks ago a show about chemsex parties okay and it is the <laughs> second gayest show i have seen this year Gary, you, i believe you once watched a man auto christmas I, I believe you once watched a man auto fillet himself uh, i at did a, at a chemsex party so. and that and that to this day is the second gayest thing i've seen <laughs> in my life because i have now seen river dance the outfits <laughs> the smirking the whole like aura of it it's like I don't know. It just has a level of camp, <laughs> and and un and like it's a camp of which it is unaware. That is just beautiful to behold. It's so fucking good. I love it. At one point, like, so they're all in their Irish dancing gear and their flowing, billowing shirts, and they're all like, "Oh, look at this! Yeah. Oh, oh, dancing, dancing, dancing!" And then. At one point, they they take themselves super seriously because they're talking about like I think they're supposed to like be expressing like a battle between like clans in Ireland, but the way they express this is they look more serious, continue to do the river dancey dance, and they're all wearing leather tank tops. So I just... <laughs> it's like oh no, this is the serious bit. This is the bit that's serious. <laughs> So we're going to put all the lads in leather tank tops and have yeah. to do the river dance dance. <laughs> You've actually hit on something there. And, and it was, as I was just hearkening back to like the first time any of us saw river dance, which was watching the Eurovision, you know, I think 94, whatever year the Rock and Roll Kids won. That was... 1997. Uh, it's the 25-year anniversary. Oh, 97. Wow. Well, there you go. I had it a couple of years earlier. but uh, And in fact, uh, my Eurovision... You were right about perfect. Rock and Roll Kids, though. So were they. <laughs> and, the thing, <laughs> and the thing is, rock and roll was all they did. All they did. So no you know, 100% of their time was dedicated to it. 
It's like yeah. Tiger Woods like got so good at golf because he didn't have a childhood. Like golf yeah. was all he did. <laughs> yeah. So Andre Agassi. You know what the had, worst like, part about it is? What? Is that they never rock and roll anymore. They never That's seem the to worst anymore. Yeah. Well, I don't know what the equivalent. Andre Agassi's father uh, used to like duct tape tennis a tennis racket to his hand when he was like too too young to hold one. Um <laughs> Uh, so what's the equivalent for like a rock and roll pushy tennis parent that they would do uh, to their child? Just forcing them to listen to Steely Dan on repeat. You know? <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna reel in the ears. We're gonna strum away the time. <laughs> but like, and it's it's like the, the difference between something being campy and being full on gay, which is like the Eurovision used to be super campy and the Eurovision now is just gay. And that's not a bad thing. That's just a thing. But mm. when they, when you watch the old Eurovision now and they're all like wearing their suits and they're so po-faced about it and they're so serious. And then it's like, but then there's the, there's the gay bit <laughs> that happens. <laughs> and it's like, and it's the juxtaposition that makes it wonderful. And kind of, and the fact that not everybody gets it. You know, whereas like. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think like surely like, yeah, I would say not everybody. When I was in Eurovision, when I was when I attended well, I remember it was a good year. It was yeah, the- yeah, it was a good year. Yeah, yeah, Jules <laughs> from uh, UK, which was nice. Um, yeah. Now, when I attended Eurovision the two years, there are like very much two contingents, and it is the people who know that it is like a, it's gay mecca, and like all of the gays go, and it's a great, it's Europe's biggest party. It's such a fucking fun yeah. time, and then there's a bunch of families who go because. Like it's a wholesome, good Euro rocking time, you know, yeah. and like it's an aid that those two things could exist, like, and one is just totally ignorant of the other, almost, you know. Yeah, I find it hard to believe though that they could possibly be ignorant of it in 2022. Yeah. I mean, yeah. fully before I could see why, but it's like now it's like it's the gayest show on earth, and like yeah. that's that's what makes it good, but like, yeah, the I, I, I and they're not. It's not hidden in there anywhere, really. I mean, they're not coming out with their willies flopping about, much to my chagrin every year. Yeah, yeah, vision yeah, producers. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Ireland has been dying for points the last few times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Could we hang a bit of dong? We'd be the first. Do you think Logan would be against it? I don't. I don't. Logan, Logan's a fierce competitor. He's an artist, <laughs> yes. But he's a competitor first. Yeah. He'd do anything to win. Include, he'd hang your dong, he'd hang his own dong, he'd hang as many dongs as it took. For you, it was the most dongs you ever saw hung on a Eurovision stage. For Johnny Logan, it was Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Hold my dong! I mean, well, uh, the rest of those lyrics don't, uh, don't lend themselves to singing about your penis, although he might be, you know, you never know. Um, speaking of Eurovision and speaking of Michael Flatley and the little Venn diagram bit. Oh, I see where this is going. <laughs> he has a new film out. Have you seen he it? Does. No, I thought he's in the ad. <laughs> <laughs> I've just heard such incredible things. I don't want to know any more about it before I see it in a theater. Yeah, I was yeah. hoping one of you would have seen it to be able to say, like, does it need to, is it bad enough to like need to be watched or is it just kind of shit like you know yeah i had planned to go see it on thursday on on saturday but something else came up and i was absolutely so annoyed because everyone i know who has seen it has said believe the hype this is like it's the room 
take two. Like, <laughs> wow. but, but like, but similar to the room, it didn't know it when it was when it was being made. Like it, it you know, it's like yeah. in our age of like cultishness and like so much arch and irony being put on things, it's so rare that we get yeah. like earnest awfulness, you know? Like really yeah. bad films without any sort of like oh this is terrible isn't it <laughs> oh well, we're really like, laughing at ourselves when we're doing this treasure it <laughs> well, particularly because like with enough money behind it like um because there obviously are always lunatics who think it'll be a great idea to make a film with with themselves in it and they know karate and they're like and, and they they have so sex with sexy women you can describe steven seagal by just saying steven seagal yeah, I mean, Steven Seagal. Not, he's actually, his budgets are a little bit above even what I'm talking about. But like, yes, that's Steven Seagal. Uh, God bless him. Uh, but it's rare that a guy would be like so unaware would have been able to be successful in some other area. Yeah. Uh, and then he'll be able to go, I'm spending 10 million on this. And I'm yeah, going to play yeah, James yeah, Bond. Yeah. You know me, Michael Flatley. Tough yeah. guy. Now, <laughs> He is, he was apparently a boxer in his youth. I'm sure he's pretty tough, you know, compared to the average uh, average, average guy. Doctor. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, compared to the average guy, maybe 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 they it all comes out in the wash. I yeah, I don't know, but but a, but a, but a, but suave and sophisticated he is not. This is a man, I suppose in an pre-civil war sense he might have been sophisticated i mean this is a man who when it, a lot of his furniture was being auctioned off found a moment where pictures of uh robert e lee a bit a oh, bit rough yeah. uh and nathan bedford forest whoa who's that the kkk <laughs> oh yeah, how are you doing there we go no. fucking hell there it is I declare, I, I just really appreciate the antebellum decor. You know, it's like, all right, that explains Robert E. Lee, I guess, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that true? Sorry, oh, about yeah. flatters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whoa. The auction dog it's also cooking. like, I don't know, like, he's, he's Irish, he's Irish-American. Hmm. And like, I mean... We we really birthed such an ignorant race of cunts. Sorry, <laughs> didn't like it's just like oh yeah, I'm I'm gonna be like supporting this racism. Like fucking Nathan Bedford Forrest would have fucking hung you up. Like he he was racist oh, yeah. against you as well. <laughs> it's like, like these not southern as, guys. Not as much, but like he well, hated you thing. too. Uh, the only the only break I will give to Michael Flatley, I believe he is ignorant enough. To have simply gone somewhere and gone, I'll have that, and I'll have that, and I'll have that, yeah, and I'll yeah, have that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that one looks pretty, you know. <laughs> yeah, so, so. But Look when at the his best beard. Too amazing dumb. detail on the beard. He's too the dumb thing, to be judged. When the best thing someone can say about you is that you're probably too stupid to know what you bought, it's not great. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but bless his cotton socks for creating. What's the name of the film? I saw the review of it in the Irish Times. But again, I Blackbird. didn't want to read it. Hammered. Blackbird. Oh, Blackbird. Yeah, which I believe is the name of his, uh, is the name of the bar or something like that. In Randallac, yeah. In Randallac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> that that yeah. tough drinking old fighting Blackbird in Ratmines yeah. bar. You know, where uh, all the spies uh, yeah. hang out, you know? 
and all the women want to have sex it's with Dub- Michael Flatley. It's it's the Dublin version of the hotel from John Wick. I'd imagine. Yeah. <laughs> What, what it's i mean i guess it's not a surprise that it's bad be, be like weirder if he somehow managed to make it good it's like wow yeah and that's like, actually i think it was i think that would make it worse what 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 i'm amazed by what i think is actually kind of miraculous is this has been made for two years like this or three years like this has been i read about this ages ago and i was like like we need to see this. Like, if could we rent a private cinema or something? Like, we need <laughs> to see this fucking film. It is urgent. And they were like, "Oh, we'll probably never see it." Blah, 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 blah. It like couldn't find a distributor or whatever. And then I think was it Venice or something? Is it premiered or something like that? It's got a distributor eventually. I don't know how long it's going to be in cinemas because at the end of the day, it's not a real film. You know, it, it <laughs> is a real film, but like. Yeah. Is it? Is it well, a it's real not, film? It's it not sure a has fake. a lot it's, of showings. Uh, yeah, my only hope is that it's. I can't go this week. My only hope is that like there are still showings next week, and we can go and play the drinking game and and see Michael Flatley just do his, just try his best, you know, just be his yeah. best self. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. You know what? They seem to be able to keep films in the cinema when no one is watching them. Like, how many yeah. times you go to a film like a week after it's released and you're the only one in the whole cinema? Like, so it's like, got, it's no got two showings a day in, in, in the Stella scheduled through, through the end of the week. And it's got like four showings a day in the Savoy, but it somehow seems to stop on Thursday. Uh, a lot of cinemas schedule or like release their schedule for the next week like on thursday or something yeah right oh they so i'd say it'll probably it'll probably be somewhere yeah next week i'm Um, willing to travel and we should go see it i'm willing to travel too yeah yeah are you willing to travel let me tell you i'm gonna i'm gonna also get a taxi because i'm gonna be drunk (laughs) (laughs) are you willing to travel in that taxi to michael flatley's are you going to go to Michael Flatley's plantation in uh, in in Richmond, Virginia, to watch? It? Because I believe that's where he's going to show it to you. Uh, Let me tell you what he thinks about cancel culture. I don't know, but I figure I know. You know I, what I mean? I know. Yeah, I think yeah. Much like I know how you feel about hundred gecks, I think we know how Michael Flatley feels about cancel yeah. culture. Formal hypothesis exists that we don't know, but we know. <laughs> but we know. Yeah. Uh, I promise. Oh yeah, we are all drinking beers. Uh, I'm having the Kwanzaa Wamza. I've finished it. It's very nice. I'm having Garage Brewing. Everything we do, Goza. It's very nice. I love a Goza. Oh, they named it after our podcast. Everything we do goes wrong. <laughs> what, lot, you have our listener can't see. We're doing a lot of comedy lean. Oh, on the really? Zoom. Delene is doing a lot of the heavy lifting in this one, you know. Yeah, I am enjoying the King of Beers of Budweiser because I didn't get to the shop. Fuck uh, me, I had a Budweiser in my fridge. I could, I could have joined you. I don't know why. Why do you I, ever go for the Prince when the, when the King I, is around? I have forty of them. That forty Budweisers. Left, yeah, which were left over after a party uh, that someone else was hosting, and then they brought them to my house. Yeah, that's hey, they're Budweisers. They never go out of style. They never, and they exactly. probably don't go out of date either. No, I they mean, definitely probably, yeah, probably they're probably yeah, they're to within an inch of their life. In, in a very literal they're... sense, these ones went out a date a year ago, but in a much oh, okay. more real sense, it actually tastes fine. 
Oh, yeah. so so the those those cans that Jack Barrow left in your house are uh, are, are pretty nice, then. So yes, that's exactly. <laughs> what I mean. Yeah, and where did he leave them there? About a week ago. They went out a day to year ago. I know Ig fucking yeah. exactly who bought those out of the back of a truck somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> we bought them for a work event last year, like like deepest darkest COVID. I've been in I've my been... house. I've been at the fucking uh, uh, th- that meeting where the the drink the entire uh, entire drink for Freshers Week gets purchased from, from uh, oh, loaded yeah, from the I back did, of I one van in a hotel car park into the back of another van in a hotel car park and driven back to Trinity. I've been on that trip. <laughs> we went out to Kevin Street to meet the man when I did it, and he actually drove us in the van. Uh, I think this was a prank that was being played on me on reflection where. Uh, other Jack sat in the front of the van and I sat in the back to make sure none of the pallets that we just opened fell over. Oh, no, that's not a prank. That, that, that's, not a, that's not a prank played on you by Jack at all. That's how he, that's how he transports those things. I've been in the back of that van. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, it's not as... It's also, you're sitting there going, if these things fall, I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah. not, I'm not going to be able to help. Budweiser King of Beers. And so it's a 10, presumably. Yeah. yeah. It has to, yeah, it's the king. Now, yeah. I promised, but I certainly give everything we do go sir by garage. I give that like a uh, nine easy. Whoa, like I think I just like goza as a style. It's like it's like a sour, but it's got a bit more about it or something. This has like I don't know, like mango apple kind of flavors. Uh, mm. It's really refreshing, really hazy. Um, yeah, I would get it. Um, I stopped into Stephen Street News on Saturday uh, just because I was around town. And as always, it's a treat. Mm. Yeah, it's great. And you just would not think that it has this, like just passing it by, you wouldn't think, oh, there's a class off license in there. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's fairly nondescript. Now, I promised what, what, last week. What are we looking at? Uh, a little bit of a treat for all of us, uh, which is just someone else who ripped the piss out of the boys are back in town. So lest anyone think that we're just chomping flavors without, uh, without um, you know, giving any credit. Um, this 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 comedian, this underground um, open micer, actually did a YouTube video on his podcast about the boys are back in town. So I'll play it for you here. Thin Lizzie, the boys are back in town, and uh, there should be like a contest, like just just see how long you can listen to that song it's like they're just singing about these fucking this group of douchebags that just like thinks they're badasses i guess you know haven't i talked about this before i can't even fucking remember i've done so many of these podcasts they got the, the boys are back in town they got that whole if the boy if the boys want to fight you better let them really or else what you know Man, when that chick slapped Johnny in the face, man, we fell about the place. You know, like everyone's just sitting around this town waiting for these fucking douchebags to show back up. You know, come back into town, you know. Oh, oh, fuck, the boys are back in town. Hide the women. These fucking nerds are back in town, and if they want to fight, you better let them. (laughs) Uh, whoever wrote that song should seriously consider killing themselves. Yeah. <laughs> right up there with Woodrow Wilson pushing through the Federal Reserve Act. That's number one, and number two is whoever wrote "The Boys Are Back in Town." That's how I see that shit. All right. 
Oh, very good. You've got to love that. That 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 guy's. I think he's going to go far. Up and comer. Up and comer. What was his uh, name? Bill, Will, William, William H. Burr. Uh, William H. Burr. Burr. Goes by Bill. Bill Burr. I think he's. I think he's currently uh, taking tickets at the comedy store. But I. I seriously think he's going to be uh, really soon going to be a featured act. Um, maybe even 10, 15 years time could uh, could headline clubs. I really think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Keep at it. You know, keep trying. Um, I. You know what? Um, maybe even in a, in a couple of years when he starts to build profile, we might even ask him on. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. You, you know, early. he's at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Early, if, now, if, if he pays now. his dues, yeah. if he pays, his, pay dues. his dues, you know. You ever notice that any any entertainment uh, thing we've ever tried to do, all we've done is pay dues? There's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When do we get to <laughs> the bit of part where we succeed? <laughs> uh, do pairs. We're like, um, I don't know. But I just can't bring myself to be a content consumer only. I can't do it. You know, we have to create. <laughs> I feel superior to those who just get to enjoy. <laughs> I mean, hey, uh, that's life. Every day, that's life. Uh, so there you go. That's, that's the man whose flavor we chomped. And I, I, may, I may come back to you next week with who exactly I stole um, the, uh, the indecent proposal joke off. And then the week after with who that person stole it off. Because it seems like it's been stolen a couple of times. Uh, right? yeah, that's yeah, not yeah, a first yeah. generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's no way. If it was, it'd be crazy. It'd almost be more immoral to give credit to the first person who did it on TV or something. Oh, yeah, because for sure. For sure then you're, then you're, you're misattributing a confidence of, of, of provenance that just can't exist for a joke of that caliber. Mm. I mean, like, there's got to be songs like that, though. Like when Deep Purple came up with the with the, the opening bit of Smoke on the Water, they were like, okay, well, obviously someone's already thought of this. Thought of this. <laughs> yeah. 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 Has anyone recorded it yet? We don't know. Well, let's just do that quickly. <laughs> that well, I mean, how much of that when they when it first when people started to figure out copyright and like widespread distribution and like recording stuff, how much of it was like, yeah, I wrote all these. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All of these old folk songs that like had been knocking around for years. Yeah, that was me. Yeah, you've been thinking. Yeah, that was me too. Like you know, when you hear those those guys who just wrote like these, like the you know, going back in like the nineteen twenties or whatever. This guy, like, he wrote like seventy songs, and you've heard of all of them. It's like, what are the odds he really did? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Uh... About the same, about the same as the odds that Jack wrote all those, um, all those no pants Thursday jokes he's spreading throughout his wrestling career. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's where you're still on the indies, buddy. Steal from someone better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there are plenty of successful people out there, Jack. We're doing this. <laughs> Shit, why didn't I steal a Kevin Hart joke? You might as well. Yeah. He's probably forgot he written he he's written so many bangers he's forgotten most of them. I remember everything I ever wrote. <laughs> yeah. I'll get one over on me. Yeah. <laughs> Joyce will sometimes find me laughing to myself and ask what's up. It's like, oh, just thinking about a joke I said two years ago. <laughs> that's self-love. That's self-love. Yeah. Well, yeah, you got that many. You gotta love the good ones, you know? I love the good ones. It's true. Uh... Sometimes I'll get really annoyed as well, where it's like if I remember try to remember back to something I said, and it's like, oh, that wasn't on the podcast. We were just in the pub. That one just uh, had to go. Yeah. I don't, I don't, people heard that and then it's gone. I mean, what's the point, honestly? Well, but then, yeah. 
at least people heard that. You make them on here, they don't hear it. So, I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is for posterity. Capturing every good joke we're making. Yeah. And several terrible ones. <laughs> is that the, it's going to be the new thing to, like, put in instead of, like, instead of sitting down your grandkids and, like, telling them stories and stuff, being just like, here's a link, click it when I die, and then uh, they just listen to all your podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> here's what I was really like. Don't remember me fondly. <laughs> well, they probably won't be clicking links by then. It'll probably all, we'll probably all be um, connected by, via neural net. To the singularity such as it is, well, Gavin, we promised you we would end this uh, with a hard at a hard seven, but you were 10 minutes late. So as punishment, we fluttered on for 10 more minutes so that you'd be late yeah. to the next thing you have to do. Um, but that yeah. time has now elapsed. Soft six, soft seven. Yeah. Soft six, soft seven. That time has now elapsed. So any last thoughts from anyone on anything or any sort of threats or libels or slanders you want to get out there? Oh, no, that I want to come to a recording. No. Yeah, fair enough. I'll have some next week. Good. I just need really need to make sure I'm, I'm I have conviction uh, on those slanders. Oh, you'll have. I would want to say it in the heat of the moment. I don't yeah, really yeah, consider yeah, exactly. the, the the source of what I'm saying if it's verify that it's untrue and then confirm mm. that it will be heard by others and taken seriously. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Telling me what your heart man. <laughs> um. I, yeah. The, all the beers have been good. Yeah. Yeah. Bud is good, and this, uh, if you get out, everything we do uh, by Garage Beer is a good beer. I think it's a maybe a bit expensive, but what isn't these days, you know? That's, oh, God, that's there true. we go. <laughs> thanks, Joe Biden. Am I right? Thanks, Biden. Yeah, thanks, thanks Biden. Biden. And thank you, fellas. Cheers to. <laughs> Joe, Joe Biden. Biden. Joe Biden. The Diamond Joe. The Diamond Joe Biden. You know what? He'd have got a whole lot more votes, votes if he leaned into that. I mean, he got enough, but like, he yeah. got more. It's also so such a shame that like the Onion created the Diamond Joe character for his vice presidency, and then when he ran for president, they were like, "Well, we can't keep up the Diamond Joe thing." It's like, why not? It's the best joke you've ever done. The Diamond Joe like character was so funny. It's like it's the Onion. You haven't been relevant since he ran as vice president. Bring it yeah. back. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, God bless the onion. God bless. And God bless both of you guys. This is uh, one of the highlights of the highlight of my week, hey, actually. Right back at you. Right back at right you. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um... And cut! Good enough. Splice in some reaction shots of me and shove it on the air.